Hey everyone, this is Daisies.Live. I'm Scott. I'm Meryl. And we're here to review Bollywood TV and movies. We have uh, we have a full slate today. So, Meryl, why don't you tell us what, what we're going to be reviewing? Well, we're going to be reviewing quite a few movies because so many of them released. Um, so, let me just start by telling you what we're going to be reviewing. Today, we're going to review Cash, which is streaming on Hulu for the United States and Disney and Hotstar. For the rest of the world, uh, we will review Chori that um, is streaming on Amazon Prime starting November 26th, I mm -hmm. guess. Um, we will review Anthem that's playing in theaters, um, which, uh, which uh, released uh, last Friday. And we will review Satyamev Jayate 2, which is also playing in theaters. And we, we had something, we keep bumping it down we had something else. So we have an extremely full schedule as it is right now, but we almost had something in addition. So I actually think it's good that we had that that mix up. We can come back to this other thing next week because it's it's busy. We're, we're, we gotta, we gotta get moving. So, all right, so let's jump in and we're starting with, um, oh, you know what? I apologize, how rude of me. We had a little chit chat beforehand, but quickly, how was, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great. How was yours? It was great. We had uh, we started a new tradition at my house. We um, we had duck instead of turkey, and we Ooh. had ducks ducks that we raised. So really, yeah, um, yeah. Does does it have something to do with climate change or environment or something else? It does, mm -hmm. it does. But it also <laughs> it's also just because um, my wife grew up on a farm, and she likes. She likes animal husbandry and growing her own food. We have a garden, we have a vegetable garden, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, it does have to do with climate change. Yes, it does have to do with also just producing your own food as much as possible. We have we have an acre, which is a, a good amount of land to to raise you know, um, animals and to grow your own, you know, to have gardens. So why not? So, so what animals do you have on your farm? Right now, we just have chickens and ducks. And nice. we, we are, we are testing, we are going to be seeing if the city will allow other things like perhaps a pig or a small cow. Um, that's what, that's what she wants to do. So the only like she bakes her own bread. And so the, really like things like coffee, like that's where we have to Whoa. go to the store for coffee and mm -hmm. we make our own pasta. So, it, you know, things that we can't grow or we don't have, it just doesn't make sense. You guys to, are really farm to table in the real We're sense, trying to be, we're, here, yeah. we're trying to That's be, yes. That's amazing. That's so organic. Yeah, I was meant to, but I never had the time to do all these things. But yeah, hopefully in the near future, uh, who knows? Right? Yeah, it was it was nice. It was really nice. And you will at some point get the chance, I'm sure you will, where you are right now, that doesn't really lend itself to, but... Anyway, it was a, it was a really nice Thanksgiving. It was we were sorry to the duck we ate was uh, named Cheesy, so we we had Cheesy for Thanksgiving, but it was it was a we had a good time. It was a good we had uh, our own potatoes that we grew, and uh, Gina made pumpkin roll. So yeah, it was a good Thanksgiving. Nice, yeah. nice. All right, so we had it. We had an Indian Thanksgiving, of course, because um, all the family's Indian, and this we hadn't gotten together in a year, more than a year. Right. Actually, because of the COVID um, pandemic, and uh, this was the first Thanksgiving that we all got together this time, 
and it was nice. Uh, so they they mixed, uh, you know, they, they did the turkey. There were two types of turkey. There's the rosemary, of course, but then mm. there's the tandoori turkey. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. And then, of course, you had to add a little bit of other Indian dishes to it. And so it was a mixture of everything. The family got together, the uncles and the aunties and everybody and the kids. And I guess it was it was it was just fun, like every year. And uh, I'm I'm so glad that we were able to meet uh, this year for Thanksgiving, all of us. Um, but you know, given given that a new virus has been named, oh God, yeah, uh, a new variant is here, guys. So be careful, mask up. You never know who's carrying it without showing the symptoms. Or for, perhaps you're carrying it and you don't have the symptoms. So let's all be careful. Let's not get it back to a situation where we all have to sit at home again. So let's be all careful about this. Yes, yes. Let's all be careful. And I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. And I, I was so excited to jump in that I forgot some, you know, I forgot it was Thanksgiving. So now we can jump in. And we're starting in with cash. Cash. You, watch, you watched Cash, correct? I did watch Cash. It is guys streaming on Hulu here in the United States. And What's it about? Disney Hotstar elsewhere. So there is a startup entrepreneur. His name is Arman, which is featuring uh, Amol Barashar. He's a new actor, and I really like the way he acts. He's actually pretty genuinely good. Mm -hmm. um, he has dreams, you know, like all entrepreneurs, but he has no investors to back them. So uh, while he's trying to get investors, uh, the Indian economy demonetizes. Remember, uh, one fine day, Mr. Modi got onto television and told people that some notes, some currency will no longer be valid. And uh, that was the, uh, if I remember correctly, it was the 500 rupee note. Was that it? Absolutely. It was a 500 rupee note. So demonetize um, the entire uh, 500 rupees. So this kid thinks up of a very innovative way of converting piles of now worthless notes into legitimate currency for a commission. And uh, this story is about um, how they help his uncle, who's a dishonest customs agent, to do this. And uh, then his uncle's boss is is, is a gang gangster. And they just get themselves into crazy situations trying to convert this money. And, uh, you know, the story is pretty innovative. I actually liked it. Um, this is smart writing, by the way. You have to really think through that situation to really come up with that kind of a uh, plot in the first place. But um, it's a hilarious story. And it develops through its course and through the uh, two hours of uh, the runtime that the movie had. And um, this is directed by a guy called Rishabh Seat, and it's based on a story by him and Arshvora and Vishesh Bhatt. And, um, and it's hysterical, but a very smart script. Um, not only is the script smart, what I really also liked about the story was that it, the performances have been really well managed. He's kept a tight control on performances and he keeps the fun going at a really good pace. So, you know, things are happening and they're falling into new loopholes and they're figuring out new twists and turns to the plot. So once you start watching the movie... Uh, you consistently get hooked on to one subplot. You kind of jump from one subplot to another, to another. As they are literally, um, I mean, if I tell you more about how they innovatively do this, are these spoilers. Right. I don't want to give you spoilers, but 
some of the jokes are really good uh, the the weird quips and 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 you know there there is you know it's morally up for grabs but they don't really waste their time in being the moral radar for the society it's it's just uh, you know it's it's not honestly earned money but you know it's smart money <laughs> so so the general subtext is that i mean they never they, they don't waste their time more uh, giving moral lectures to people about what should happen or should not happen and whether this is right or wrong but it's it's a it's a good fast-paced movie the only thing which i find they should have really done is kind of edit it out a little bit make it shorter because that would have made the movie funnier it would have made it more yes humorous. yes yes how long how long was this course. comedy um it was around 113 minutes oh my okay all right almost two hours seven seven minutes less than two hours but yeah that's a little long for a comedy yeah it, it was fast paced the, the plot was thick i mean it was really well written for a change there were brains being used uh, in the plot to create a story around the situation. The actors were phenomenal. That they really, it was very well written and executed. We only wish that it had been edited a little more mm. smartly yeah. to right. make it to make the punches really fall. Right, right. Hi, I'm Geeta Malik. I'm the writer and director of a movie called India Sweets and Spices, which is releasing in theaters on November 19th. You're watching me on Live. Daisies.live, this is Scott, and I'm back here with Moral, and she just gave a fairly enthusiastic uh, thumbs up for Cash. It's on Hulu right now. It's funny. Not really many complaints maybe could have been edited be a, a little bit shorter, but other than that, a good, funny film. Check it out. And next, if I'm reading our, our list correctly, next we're uh, coming up on, we're reviewing Chori. Is that correct? Absolutely. Did I jump? Okay, Chori. And I watched that, and the short overview, it is a horror movie, and it is about a young woman who is essentially abandoned in a small house out in the out in a rural area, and uh, she's pregnant, and she has to she has to face not her demons, but some demons in the form of a witch and some children's some kids ghosts and uh a really strange friend of the family and how does she cope with that and what does that mean etc and uh <clears throat> i chose this i i fluctuated between cash and, and chori <clears throat> but you know i've watched a lot of comedies and i don't really enjoy horror movies i don't watch a lot of them so i thought why not let's let's mix it up and um, I still, it's not my favorite genre. And I, I am, there's lots of things that I miss, right? Because horror movies, especially, at least what little bit I know about them is that they're very, they follow, they tend to follow a very specific formula. And they, once you've seen a lot of horror movies, from what I understand, again, I could be wrong about this. I don't think I am that you begin to recognize it's kind of like any genre really but there are very specific things that make you say oh yeah i see what this is oh i see what this character is and that there's tropes and 
and some of those were lost on me. I'm just going to I'm just going to admit that straight up that I did not catch all that. Having said that, having acknowledged that I am an amateur, that I am a newbie when it comes to horror films, um I really liked this movie. It was um it was like pretty much every show and movie that we have reviewed since we started this podcast. It was from a technical, let's just get the technical part out of the way. It was beautifully shot, great sound, uh, lovely colors, interesting angles, everything about it from a technical perspective was fantastic as usual. It, it maintained the, the very high standards of Indian TV and cinema. Um, from a story and an acting perspective, it was just as good. Um, the, the more expansive version of the story is um, a, a husband and wife need to get out of the city and they go to this friend of their, the, of, he's a friend of the family, but he's, he's their driver. He's very close to them he, he, and he takes them around. She's a teacher, he's a failed entrepreneur and we figure out why he's a failed entrepreneur later. But um, they have to, because he's a failed entrepreneur and borrowed some money from the wrong people and he got his, just got his ass beat. <laughs> one night um they have to leave the city she's pregnant there she doesn't want the 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 goons coming around so the driver says i know exactly where i can take you okay great fantastic so they go to this place and it is this farmland it is the middle of nowhere i mean like i don't i did not could not identify it they may have said where it was but it was just generic out there in the you know in the sticks and it's literally the sticks they're he drops them off in what looks like a cornfield. I don't think it, I'm pretty sure it's not corn, but it's some, it's some really tall, it's like a corn field, but even taller. And half of it looks dead. It looks very dry and dead. And um, they eventually make their way to the house and they get separated. And the minute they get to the house, that's when the horror parts start. It's a normal movie. And but then we got the the spooky music and the 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 people the characters looking over like I thought I heard something or little things running across the screen you know and you hear the whoosh you hear the music that and right around that you like you know something's weird and there's the people who live in this house are a little odd and right around the time when I was like okay I'm tired of the the weird spooky music and nothing happened uh, right around that time it ratchets up again. And so it was the timing and the writing was, was really well done because every time I got tired of the, okay, okay. We know there's a, we know that the, the woman who owns the house, she's a little creepy, but why is she creepy? Well, then there's an explanation. And so every step of the way comes right about the time that you, you need it to. Otherwise it just feels like a cheap gimmick. All horror movies, except for like just the really nasty slasher movies that are just torture porn. Uh, another thing that I think I know about horror movies is that they're all really about something else, right? They're not, it, it's not about ghosts and goblins and trolls. It's always, you know, Polter, I remember Poltergeist was the first horror movie I ever saw that scared the Jesus out of me. And I figured out it was about corporate greed. You know, it's not about ghosts and the devil and it's about corporate greed, you know? So anyway, I am not going to spoil what this was about. And let's just say that there are a lot, 
this is this is hard. This is this is difficult to talk about. There are a lot of dead children. There are a lot of ghosts of children in this story. And so I had to adjust myself, you know, because that's just a it's just a it's a difficult subject. But it turns out that it was a uh, essentially a feminist movie and a movie about um how women are very often uh direct perpetrators of violence against other women and it was um very well done there were little you know it got a little complicated right once once we're in the point where like the the mask is off and we like we're in the third act and we know we know who the bad guys are we know we're pretty sure we know who the the good guys are it was still a tiny bit confusing and at the very end i mean like the last five or six minutes of the movie it is all wrapped up in a neat little bow and it all made sense and i you know i just i really enjoyed it the one thing that my, uh, my wife watched it with me and the one thing that we both kept jumping it, is at the very you know at the once things start to get spooky like the little kids were running across this there's like little little dirty <laughs> little dirty like literally dirty kids running across the screen in the background or like hanging out in the corner of the shot and all you see are the eyes because it's nighttime and you know they're it's just, it was it was creepy and she was jumping in her couch and that part was fun towards the end that that fell away and we started getting into the story and the heavier themes and um and you know it 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 shifted right it 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 the story took a took a very interesting jump and it shifted and uh, it got really serious and you know um the ending the very very ending there was one revelation that i i was pretty sure i knew and i was right and i felt really good about that uh that's always satisfying right when you think you know who someone is like there's a there's a secret about one of the characters and you, well, you get it right yeah <laughs> totally yeah yeah so that was satisfying but um yeah it was you know it had witches and burnt corpses and dead children i mean it, it believe me if this is the sort of thing that makes you squeamish if this is the sort of thing that is going to be emotionally difficult for you, you may want to stay away. But it was a, I loved it. And uh, once I adjusted my mindset, I loved it and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and would recommend it to anyone who likes horror movies or um, is interested in this very specific kind of uh, message about women perpetrating crimes and violence on other women. Uh, it was, um, it was eye-opening. So, so heartily, um, heartily let me let me just add a little bit to what you just said. Did you uh, see it? I, I did. I did uh, read a little bit about ah, this. Okay. So apparently, this is a remake. We are in yes. the era of remakes, and this is a remake as well. And it's uh, the remake of uh, 2016, very critically acclaimed Marathi film. Marathi is the language mm. of the state of Maharashtra. And it's a remake of uh, that movie called La Pachapi. And, and it was written and directed by the same guy who wrote and directed this movie. And his name is Vishal Furia. And um, honestly, what, uh, what 
what people um, uh, feel about remakes. Uh, I know the feel, but this week was a week, uh, was a week of remakes. There was another movie playing in theaters that we'll talk about a little later. That's also a remake. Um, I, I heard some of the um, interviews and we also were in, in, in the trailer launches and other launches of this movie. And uh, uh, she said, Nushrat, who's the leading lady mm. here. And, mm -hmm. you know, we both of us, we've interviewed her before for another movie. And she said she, she's trying to experiment with the roles that she's, um, she's, she's figuring out how different genre. And this is, of course, a spooky genre. Um, and and uh, I think I think much to her credit, she's done a good job uh, of this woman who's in a situation where her unborn child is in danger, and 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 how she deals with that situation, how she um, stumbles upon the darkest secret in that in that area, and I guess uh, what what is phenomenal about this movie is that she shines in it she controls the frame throughout the narrative and um, and then of course Bano um, played by Mita Vashe she was a veteran actress I, I think she was she she was really great in every frame as well as she yes. kind of supported Nushrit's role as well so uh, on the whole what do you say watch it don't watch it what do you definitely say music definitely and watch it that it's it's not a um it's not a particularly bloody movie. I've noticed that that's that they the gore there's much less gore in Indian cinema than in American cinema, um, but it and it doesn't have it it has a it's in the beginning in the middle of the movie it has some of those those spooky moments where you jump on the couch, and and there's also the requisite oh don't go in there why are you going in that dark room in the middle of the you know there's that, but then it you know, it's not just that. So if, if you get really, if you're the sort of person who's squeamish, uh, don't worry, it's not horrible. It does have some unpleasant moments. If you're the sort of person who doesn't like those, the, the tense music and the, the, the character going into the dark room, I hate that. Cause it's just like, they draw it out. I was like, Oh God, don't do it. Don't. There's not a ton of that because I think that can't carry It's fun to have that for a little bit. If you're the sort of person who, uh, is, squeamish don't worry there's not a lot of gore there there it, some of it is a little unpleasant but it's really not it's not terrible it's not a uh it's not gross it's it has its gross moments but it's 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 you can deal with it um if you're the sort of person that gets scared easily and doesn't particularly like uh the scary music and the you know the things zooming in at you or uh you know surprising you on screen or when the character goes into the dark room in the middle of the night i hate that personally it's but once or twice it's kind of fun uh it doesn't it doesn't overdo that so you don't have to worry about that really it it takes those things and just spends a little bit of time on each one and then develops into a really interesting story. So I would say, unless you are dead set against this genre, unless you just don't want anything to do with the make you jump out of your chair or you don't like anything that's gross, this is this is a good movie. It, it's a good movie. It has very interesting message, a very timely message. And so if you can deal with some of the heavier things like, like dead children and the, the and infanticide, which is a main theme, but it's not something they show a lot of. If, if you see what I mean, there's a, there's a big difference between showing violence against children and dealing with it as a theme.
um, if you can get, if you can wrap your head around that and, and want to be, want to see a story about this very important topic, I, I recommend it to anyone, whether you're a fan of horror genre, the horror genre or not. So. I'm safe and you are listening to me on Live. Please tune in to our show, Kathir Hasinam Kanam, on Z5 on the 10th of December. It is releasing um, Z Global to the Z5 uh, all over the world. So wherever you are, tune in to catch the show. Thank you. We are teachers, we are leaders, we are women, hear us sing. We are beauty, we are gracefulness, do all who come our way. Our hearts are soft, the spirit strong. Live. This is Scott, and I'm here with Moral. And I just got done giving a a enthusiastic thumbs up to Chori. It was a it was a good movie. If you don't like horror movies, you should you may want to check it out. It, I mean, it's it has all of the elements of a horror movie, uh, but it doesn't go overboard with them, and it tells a very interesting story. Um, the, and that's on Amazon Prime. So now we turn to uh, what is this on team? Is that how you pronounce it? Antim. Antim, Antim is the last final thing. And the movie is called Antim, the final truth, but there's nothing true or there's nothing final <laughs> about the movie. So, guys, I went to the theater to watch this one. And of course, it's a Salman Khan movie, and Salman Khan is a big star. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, he actually posted something uh, early this morning on his uh, Instagram where there were videos of people actually bursting crackers inside theaters in India while watching this movie and dancing to the songs when Salman comes on stage and he was begging these people not to take firecrackers inside theaters because it might lead to fires. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing that people don't know that. It's amazing. And it's amazing that they're allowed to do that and they're not thrown out of the theaters for doing that for some reason. This is happening and there were videos all over the internet of people doing that. For Guys, don't. Kind of movie. Guys, don't, do don't not do, do that. It's highly dangerous. You could not only put your own life at risk, but the life of everybody else and the property. Of course. But then let's come back to the movie. The movie is Antim, The Final Truth. It's a gangster drama and it's directed by ace director Mahesh Mandrakar, who has a list of big hits to his name. But this movie really isn't looking either for truth or any kind of finality at all. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> if there is anything that the movie proves, it is that Salman Khan is he can uh he, he can get anybody to share the screen with him but there is no way that the limelight is going to go to the other guy even if he diverts the limelight on the other guy he will still have the limelight on shining on him because people love him so much it's they love him so much they light off firecrackers in the movie theater can you beat that those vid videos were horrific but this time, what he's done is uh, Ayush Sharma, who is the other, who's the other lead in this movie, uh, and also Salman Khan's sister's husband. He's tried to relaunch his brother-in-law's career with this movie, 
and um, to a great extent, um, this is again a remake of uh, a movie, Mulshi Patton. It, the movie is a 2018 Marathi movie, and it was a big hit in in uh, in Maharashtra. And this movie is a remake of that movie. Now, what this movie really talks about is a socioeconomic reality in rural Maharashtra. And uh, in 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 that uh, in that form, it actually talks about the plight of farmers uh, who sell their lands to greedy industrialists and then start working in the same properties, their own properties, um, and and just the futility of cr uh, crime and policing of urban areas where you know where where in rural areas this entire uh, situation is leading to farmers committing suicide and farmers literally not being able to even make two meals a day it's uh, really not your normal cop and gangster movie it is slightly different and uh, and what this movie actually does is um is, is talks talks about this entire story the protagonist is a guy called Rahul, and Rahul, um, of course, is a is is a nice guy. Uh, till the mafia hits him, and um, and the melodrama of the situation, and he becomes a bad guy because of that. And Salman Khan plays a, a Sikh policeman who actually tries to um, uh, tries to police the situation. And uh, the patriarch is played by Sachin Kedekar, who's an ace actor, actually. He was once a champion wrestler, but now he's reduced to serving as a security guard at, at a bungalow of a builder um, on who constructed on his plot of land, and which he was forced to sell for a pittance. So his hot-headed son, Ayush uh, Sharma, played uh, is, is playing Rahul. And... Um, he clashes with the obnoxious real estate tycoon and uh, his father leaves the village with his family to work as a porter in a Pune market yard. And the boy who's impatient and spoiling for a fight vents his anger on a bunch of goons um, at, the, at the builder's place. And in that entire process, he and his childhood pal um, actually become gangsters and, and try to kind of create their own gang and then Salman enters as the cop and you know now let's just say that um then there's this love angle story in between with Mahima Makwana ah uh, there's always a love story her, right in the in the film debut well this is a kind of film in which there is no tomorrow in more senses than one the protagonist does not have a future and Throughout the movie, it's asserted again and again and again. And the film itself plays out in a manner that suggests it's desperate to pack in as much as it can without losing the advantage of Salman Khan's star power. So it, it just occasionally slips into meta territory, as I may call it. it uh, his character declares ahead of the duel, du he says something like, and uh, Salman Khan retorts saying, and everybody in the theater went, oh, yay, he said the lines, because he's, he's called Bhai. So dialogues like that continue for like 142 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> movie. Wow. And 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 this is go goes on and on and on. But I have to give it to it's a messy movie. Um 
Ayush Sharma, who made his debut in 2018 in another Salman Khan production called Love Yatri. It was a big flop, but he does come back and makes a very strong impression here with Antim. Now it's entirely up to him. His brother-in-law's given them the platform. And let's see what he does with his career now, given the fact that his brother-in-law, Salman Khan, is very famous. Uh, the way Salman Khan moves the masses, it's just phenomenal. I hope mm. the masses will move for Ayush Sharma as well, given um, given that this movie was... Um, um, basically, this movie is a fan movie. It is made for the masses. It's made on how Salman's fans will relate to his performance. And throughout the movie, Salman has done the best to be subdued, the best to be, you know, in the back back end giving giving the entire platform to his brother-in-law but um you know salman is salman even if he comes comes on screen for five minutes the theaters are gonna go crazy and uh, you know even though ayush sharma shows off his you know built body shirtless stuff and salman <laughs> right? goes sure. shirtless sure um but but you know whatever said and done salman khan is a star and uh, i still have doubts about aisharma being that big a star as salman khan this movie is for salman khan fans so, so if you're a salman khan fan do not miss out go watch this movie for sure because you're going to enjoy salman's performance you're going to enjoy the subdued avatar of salman as he gives the center stage to his brother-in-law so that his brother-in-law can generally make a career movies but his brother-in-law by the way does not disappoint okay excellent we hello everybody this is nina gore i am the director and co-writer of katil hasinao kinao which will be on z5 global on 10th december download the app and watch it and big hello from our team to desis.live audiences Daisies.live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Moral, who just got done essentially saying if you're a Salman Khan fan, go see Antim, The Final Truth. If you're not, eh, right? Is that, a, is that a fair assessment? Totally. Okay. So what are we listening to? Uh, excuse me. What are we uh, reviewing now? Our final entry in today's show. It is Satyameva Jayate 2, the second movie of the franchisee of Satyameva Jayate. And what is this? What is this about? What is the from a high level? What's the premise? It's jingoistic patriotism in just two words. Got it. Yep. Okay. So let me just explain it this way. So the story is about twins, Satya and Jay. One is a lawmaker, and other is an upholder of law. He's a they Cop. both combine to justify extrajudicial killings and lynching of the guilty in the name of removing corruption from the society. Let me let me just lay the premise. And a cause, this is a cause for which the father, former leader Dada Saab Azad had laid his life down. So the second installment of Satyamev Jayate franchisee is a kind of a mess where the filmmakers are trying to justify that vigilantism and mob justice is fine. 
And John Abraham, a guy I so adore, a guy I so like, a guy who's done really good movies, movies like Madras Cafe, guy who's produced movies like Vicky Donor. For some reason, he's here. And his his performance is horrible. So let's get into it because I have some questions. I have questions about the the mob justice and the the final, you know, like the the this story in general. But let's get into the movie and I'll ask where it's appropriate. So so you know, while I was watching the movie, this this, these are thoughts going on in my head. Patriotism is a very funny animal, right? Mm -hmm. No one can really agree what it means exactly, right? Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin felt that citizens who questioned and rebelled against an intrusive government were patriots, right? But a few years later, John Adams outlawed bad-mouthing the government. And it was Joe McCarthy who was trying to be the patriot. He tried defending the democracy against subversive encroaching and communism. So, so I mean, one president, one president dry humped the flag. Mad psychotic, for God's sake. Is Edward Snowden a patriot for letting American people know what the government was up to, or was he a, a traitor? So these are literally questions that were going through my head while this movie was going on. And we ourselves have crazy patriotism gone mad films, right? But this is cartoonery. This is sheer cartoony <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> so the Honestly. so the nuance that you were just talking about does not apply to this movie. Just doesn't. Okay. Um, it's a dubious variation from a typical jingoistic formula where you know um, you you go by law and the law chases down the other who becomes a crusader. Um, in this movie, what I don't really like is that national symbols and names of freedom fighters are used to justify vigilant, uh, vigilantism, which is weird. I mean, how do you write dialogues about 56-inch chest and uh, true azadi, azadi as freedom, and and for some for some reason, you know what the common narrative around nationalistic thought is, and we've had it in this country with you know so many instances in the past eight years. Uh, this movie kind of kind of lays lays bare, lays bare the fact that some people seriously think that thumping your chest um, uh, about being a patriot is real patriotism and yeah. is real patriotism and being nationalistic is patriotic for some reason and i just didn't like that i mean in the name of symbolism it the movie it's banal i mean it they they're wearing the colors of the Indian tricolor and sparring in front of yeah the this fetish the fetish of the colors the villagers take shape of of India to lynch the real villain and they just pack into much there there's like anti-corruption stir there are the farmers unrest to a manufactured oxygen crisis in the government hospital the uh, the writer directed this movie is a guy called Melab Zaveri, and he seems to have gone over newspapers in the last four years and has picked up every bloody issue he could find and written that and made a movie around it. And there was some very discordant metaphors, and you know, he's trying to make breaking news out of nothing. Um, Let me ask so, you a question. Sure. In any movie, in any decent movie that would handle this theme, 
there would at least be a fairly significant investigation of the flip side of this vigilante approach, right? The, the whole problem of, well, you know, what if we, the whole reason we have the law and it works slowly is to prevent uh, innocent people from being uh, lynched. Uh, lynched, executed, prosecuted, et cetera. Is there any review or consideration for that, the, the flip side of vigilantism? Zero, oh. nada, nothing, um, nothing. In fact, it seems that whoever wrote it, writer, director is Milop Saveri. He, he just picked up trending headlines and tried to make a movie for the millennial generation, which kind of pitchforks everything into the narrative. And it ends up being a very disturbing patchwork without without having any reason, any logic. It's, it's illogical to the greatest extent. Mm. And, and, you know, and John Abraham, is, he, it doesn't have a double role. He has a triple role, for God's sake. Three John Abrahams, for God's sake. Uh, Hot-looking guy. This should have been, you know, I was really looking forward to see the hottie. Three of them on top of it. But then um, there was... The dialogues were like 1980s dialogues. Who speaks like that anymore? <laughs> was it all like catchphrases who, and yeah, tough yeah, guy who, talk? Who says, who says stuff like and you know, it's so outdated. The, the tonalities, I, the I would not say that. So I don't know about anyone else. It's like you're projecting 1980 to a millennial population. That's never going to buy this crap. Mm. I mean, we, we've grown up in different times. We've grown up in different storylines. We've grown up in, to, to really find realism in stories around us because we realize how important storytelling is. All right. So we, you, this, is a, this is a bad, overdone, overcooked, it's like all, the, is there anything about it that's redeeming? Aside from the hot, the star? The pretty okay. face. A hot star, a hot star. I was there for the hot star. And then there is this actress who's playing his wife in the movie. And, you know, I've seen this woman before. I've seen another movie of hers before. And that movie, by the way, uh, was she, she acted with my best friend in that movie um, when, when the movie released. And after that, the woman got married and now she's back with this movie. And I swear to God, she doesn't have a single expression on her face throughout the movie, um, totally. And she's basically the wife of the producers. And in, in literally, what, what I really, really, really did not like about this movie is the messaging. The patriotism is a very easy card to play, especially when, you know, in, a, in middle of a pandemic, all you need to do is pull, pull people's heartstrings and they become patriotic, right? Oh, All you need it. to do is say the word Pakistan and people become patriotic. We love doing that too. We, you know, we. Oh, I. Yeah, yeah, we, no, we go, I. We go to, we go to, we go to theaters or we go to, we go to stadiums and chant America. We chant USA, USA whenever we get a chance, right? So of course, India should do the same thing, but. We made thousands of films over the past century which celebrate individualism, which celebrate ingenuity, tenacity, firepower. We celebrate all of things. 
all of these things. And then there is this entire issue of nationalism, which is completely opposite to, to, to that thought, completely opposite to opening our, our, our hearts and our minds to diversity. Uh, and for some reason, it just doesn't fit. Namaste, everybody. Hello, this is comedian Rajiv Sathyal, and you are listening to me on Desis.live. Daisies.live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Moral. And um, <clears throat> she did not hide her disdain for Satyamayev Jayate two. Did I just bungle that? Did I? Did I? Did I sound no, okay? No, I guess uh, you were right. you were just spot on with uh, Satyamayev Jayate. Satyamayev Jayate actually Satyamayev uh, is, Jayate. is uh, means a truth shall prevail. Wow. Okay. Um, and truth prevailed, guys. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it was the truth that the producers were looking for. Um, okay, then you well, walk out of 1980 into 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, um, we had a wow, we had a lot on the docket today, but that was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to uh, seeing everyone next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This is Scott. This is Miral, and we're missing Shreya. Yeah, lost she, her voice, by the yeah, way. Yeah, she lost her voice. Uh, come back soon, Shreya. Drink, drink lots of tea and come back soon. Uh, we'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.